to see you all. My name is Kim File. Um, I am honored and excited to be with you today to worship with you, to dive into God's word together, and just have community. I feel like still, even since, you know, COVID times when we're not meeting in person, this is so, like, sacred, I feel like. Like, we don't take this for granted, the being in person together, communion together, and just, like, experiencing worship together. Oh, it just makes my heart so happy. But anyways, I'm excited to be here this morning with you all. Um, so a few months ago, Ryan asked me if I would preach today. And I was like, yeah, sure, that sounds good. And he's like, the good news is, like, we're not going through a sermon series, so you can preach on whatever you want. And I was like, oh, cool, cool, cool. That's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> like, my personality is such like, I'm like, give me like two options and I'll pick one. But you're like, oh, just read the Bible and pick. I'm like, oh, man, that's pretty intense. Um, and it's also, excuse my voice, I was sick a long time ago, not COVID. Um, and I just like still have a cough and congestion, so forgive that. But um, so I felt though like pretty quickly the Lord was like, Kim, you know what you need to speak on. Don't you ever feel like when you're wrestling with something in your own life, God uses it for glory? Um, and so this morning, um, we're going to be talking about how forgiveness is a radical act of love to our neighbors. Um, this summer, I spent some time going through the Gospels. Um, I felt like I needed to kind of almost go back to the basics. If you have been a Christian for a while, I'm sure you have felt that too, where you're just like, what am I supposed to be about as a Christian? Like, what was Jesus's words? Like, why is this important? What am I doing? And so this summer, I was committed through reading through the Gospels. And then when I finished, I just went back to the beginning and read again. And it was like balm to my soul. Like, just so great to be back, to be like, yes, this is what we're about as Christians. This is what we're about as following of Christ. And this is what Jesus wanted to do. It's so simple. And I feel like we can make things be so complex. Um, so that was like really awesome. And it was during that time, um, reading in Mark, where I felt like the Lord was like, okay, this is what your time will be like speaking on on Sunday. Um, and it was in Mark 29. If you want to turn with me, um, Mark is found in your New Testament, which is the second half of your Bible. It'll also be up on the screen behind me. So, <clears throat> setting the stage for this, um, Jesus is debating with a prophet. And another leader in the community comes up and asks Jesus a question. Um, and you would imagine, like, he's probably trying to trap Jesus. But, of course, Jesus answers so perfectly. But this is where we're at in Mark 12. Um, verse 28 and 29 through um, 31. The greatest commandment. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked them, of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater commandment than these. Um, and it was while I was reading this, like, I felt like the Lord was like, okay, Kim, this is what you're focusing on. Um, it's again, like, just going back to what we are about as followers of Christ, loving God, loving people. 
Specifically today, I want to talk about loving people, but loving people through acts of forgiveness. Um, and so this is, we're going to be talking about loving our neighbor through acts of forgiveness. Because loving our neighbor, I mean, that's huge, right? You think of who your neighbor is. I mean, we could talk about your global neighbor, um, you know, and your hearts are breaking for our neighbors in Ukraine, our neighbors in Haiti. Um, then we could even talk about our neighbors in the city, the city of Fresno being our neighbor. But specifically today, I want to talk about loving your neighbor as in people that you're in relationship with. So as you're thinking today, um, these are people that are going to be your family members, um, your coworkers, ministry partners, friends, um, significant others, whoever it may be, those are the neighbors that we're going to be talking today when we talk about forgiveness. Um, and like I said, forgiveness is ultimately a radical act of love. If we think about um, the example of Jesus dying on the cross for us, forgiving our sins, there is no greater act of love than that. He looked at us, his children who he created, and loves so much that he was willing to forgive our sins so that we would have everlasting life with him. I mean, that is radical. And as Christians, Jesus calls us to do the same to our neighbors, to forgive one another. It's such a beautiful picture. Like when you talk about it, you're like, yes, that's awesome. I mean, what an act of love to do that to your neighbor. But as humans, we struggle with that. I don't know if I'm the only one, if I can get an amen, but um, we struggle with forgiveness. It is not in our nature to want to forgive to one another. But before I go further, I want to put up the definition of forgiveness on the screen so we're kind of all on the same page of what we're talking about. So when I looked up forgiveness, um, there were two, two definitions there. And the first one says, um, stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. So stop feeling angry or resentful with someone for an offense, flaw, or mistake. And the other one is cancel. And in parentheses, you can see it says a debt. And I love both of those things. Um, the, the second one specifically, I feel like that's exactly what Jesus did to us. Like the sin, he canceled it. It was gone. It was like it never existed. Um, and the first one I feel like is a lot for us humans. I mean, if you think about when someone has wronged you, I mean, those words could not be more true. When you have been wronged by someone, I mean, the feelings you're feeling, anger, resentment, and I would add bitterness, it like really seeps within you. I heard one time someone describe um, harboring bitterness as drinking poison, hoping the other person dies. And that has stuck with me forever because it's so true. When we are not able to forgive someone and we're holding that angerness, that bitterness, that resentment inside, it starts to eat away with us. While that other person may be living their best life, 
Like, they don't even know the severe pain that they have caused you. They may be unaware, but we are the ones suffering. Um, if any of you guys have ever felt that before. I personally feel it when I, I know that I need to forgive someone. Um, I can feel it in my chest. A lot of times we can actually feel it physically, um, like as a weight on us, when we're not able to forgive someone. Um, and everything that I just talked about is the opposite of loving our neighbor. Like if we could come up with a list right now, if I had a whiteboard and we could write down a million things of ways to love our neighbor, harboring anger, resentment, and bitterness, I don't think would be on the list. Um, but it is what the world tells us to do, right? I mean, the world tells us when someone has wronged you, you seek revenge, you get even. You do not extend forgiveness to that person. That's a sign of weakness. Like, who does that? But as Jesus showed us on the cross, as a radical act of love, dying for us, offering forgiveness so that we may be right standing with him. It is what we are called to as Christians. Um, my favorite, there's so many great passages on forgiveness in the Bible, but one of my favorite, and I feel like this is an example of how we live this out in our life, um, is found in Matthew 18. So if you guys want to turn there, Matthew 18, 21, or it'll be up on the screen as well. Um, so just to kind of set the stage, so Peter and Jesus are talking about forgiveness. Um, and I don't know about you, I just love Peter. I just love that he's like so many questions and then he like denies Jesus and Jesus is still like, Peter, I love you, you are mine. And I'm like, oh, there's so much hope for me. Um, but Peter and Jesus are talking about forgiveness. And Peter asked Jesus in verse 21, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? up to seven times, um, and I love this. I could see Peter just like being like, I'm gonna think of this like audacious number. Like there's no way God would say this many times. And he says seven times. And then like, just like, can you even believe that Jesus? And Jesus of course takes it and always flips it upside down and says in verse 22, Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. Um, and I feel like what Jesus is showing us and telling us in this passage is that this is way as Christians that we live our life. We are generous with our forgiveness because Jesus was so generous forgiving us. Um, and you may um, be sitting there saying, okay, like Kim, I know like Jesus said to forgive, so we should forgive. But like what, why? Like what does this do inside of us? I feel like forgiveness ultimately, um, you know, it can build reconciliation, but I think forgiveness does a work in us as well. Like when we forgive, it really works in us. And one of the things that I think it does, the most important reasons, first is I think it leads to freedom for us. When we forgive others, we are able to be free 
um, from the bitterness, from the resentment. Um, and that is not the life God has called us to. When he created us, his children, he did not create us to be filled with anger and bitterness. He wants us to be free from that, to experience the joy and the fullness of life and what it has to offer. Um, and also, like I mentioned earlier, another reason is in a perfect, ideal world, forgiveness leads to reconciliation. When we forgive others in a perfect world, that relationship can be reconciled. Um, <clears throat> but what I want to mention, because I think this is really important, is forgiveness is not acceptance. Okay, I'm going to say that again. Forgiveness is not acceptance. Because some of you may be sitting here saying, like, I have, like, trauma from other people, like severe abuse and trauma from others. And when we offer forgiveness to people, we are not saying, I accept everything that you've done. You are welcome back in my life to be restored in that relationship. Sometimes forgiveness is going to be one-sided in order to protect yourself, right? Um, so forgiveness may be you forgiving that person, but this side of heaven, you may not be able to be reconciled with that person. Um, and that's just the rea reality of our world that we're in right now. Um, and so some of you may relate to that, or some of you others in here are like, man, I have someone right now in my mind that I know I'm being called to do face-to-face -face forgiveness with. Um, so in just a little bit, we're going to do some participation together as a church. But before we head into that, um, I want to share a little bit of my own story and journey with this. And the reason why I felt like God was like, Kim, this is what you're going to speak on, because he's been working in my heart so much these past couple weeks. Um, for about a year and a half now, I have been, as the definition said, harboring anger, resentment, and bitterness towards someone who wronged me. Um, and I have not been able to forgive this person. And I have held on to it with two fists closed. And I don't know about you, but I feel like in the beginning when someone has wronged you, you almost feel like it's a righteous anger that you have against that person. Like they have wronged you and I am right to feel this angry. Um, but eventually what it does and what it did for me, I mean, it started taking a toll on me. Like, I would lose sleep over this. I would um, mentally be anxious about it. I would physically start to shake when I thought about this person. Like, I was not doing well. And I knew the Lord was saying, like, him, you have got to work on forgiveness. And so two weeks ago, I was challenged to start praying for this person. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Um, but the first time I was like, okay, so I read my Bible, it was during my quiet time, I read my Bible, and I was like, okay, Lord, like, I'm going to pray for this person. And honestly, the first time I tried, I couldn't. I didn't even know what to say. Like, I was just, like, quiet, and I just had to be there. And the second time I prayed, um, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to pray, I'm going to do this. And I just prayed um, for the Lord to, like, fix everything that's wrong with this person. <laughs> um, and it was a long list. Um, but I felt like, okay, like that is also not, not, this is not what it's about. It's not about fixing the other person. And so the next time I sat there, 
um, this person is married, I said, you know what? I'm just going to pray for their marriage. I'm just going to pray over their marriage and pray that the Lord would just be so present in their lives. And then the next time I prayed, this person is also a parent. So I just prayed over them as a parent. And then I just started praying like, Lord, in their loneliness, would you meet them? Lord, when they are mourning, would you comfort them? And like over the next couple days, like I started to feel my own walls that were up with that person because someone would mention this person's name and I was like, like not happening. My heart was hardened against this person. And I felt like over the next couple weeks and days, like my wall was starting to come down and my heart was softening toward this person. Um, and I just felt like a, almost like a tenderness toward this person that I had not felt in a very long time. Um, and I was like, Lord, thank you. Honestly, I didn't know if I would be up here today being like, I'm still so mad at that person. Like, uh-uh, not even going to think about it. But I feel like by God's grace, like he is working on my heart. Um, and also realizing like forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is a process. I feel like it is so rare um, to just, and you know, the Lord can do amazing things, but to say like, I forgive that person and you move on. I feel like especially when um, it is like really, really deep wounds and hurts, like it's going to be a process of God working on your own heart before you're able to extend forgiveness and love to the other person. So, as we gather today, um, so just thank you for letting me share that. I feel like, um, you know, it's always hard to be vulnerable, but I feel like the Lord is doing such a great work in my heart. And I'm excited for us as a church to be able to kind of take some time um, and process this together. So what I'm going to have us do this morning, you guys have cards and pens underneath your desk or your desks. Not in school, underneath your chairs. Um, and this is an invitation, okay? I want to make that clear. This is an invitation. This is not a requirement. Um, because for some of you that are dealing with, like, really deep wounds, this may be too much right now. But this is an invitation to start processing who the Lord might bring to your mind um, that he's putting on your heart that you need to forgive. Okay, this is just an invitation for that. So first thing I'm going to do is just have some quiet just for a few minutes. Um, and then after that, I'm going to read the scriptures again over us um, in hopes that the Lord would just continue to stir your heart of who that might be. So I'm going to give you a few minutes just to kind of process if the Lord is bringing anyone to your mind offer forgiveness.
And while you're sitting there, I'm just going to read over the verses over you. <clears throat> One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked them, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one answered Jesus is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Matthew 18. Then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother when he sins against me? Up to seven times? Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but seventy-seven times. Now I would encourage you, um, if some of you may not have anything on your paper, and that's okay, um, if it's just too much to process right now, or you're like, man, I feel like I have forgiven who I need to forgive. Others may have several names on your paper. Um, but what I encourage you to do now is take a moment um, just to pray over whatever is on your paper. Pray um, that the Lord would guide you to next steps, whether it's finding someone to process, to seek counsel with, whether it's um, praying that maybe you are committed to pray over that person um, and not for the Lord to fix them, <laughs> but that the Lord would just start to soften your heart toward that person. Um, but take some few minutes to pray over whatever's on your paper. And if you don't have anything on your paper, Pray for this room, as this can be really tender for a lot of people. Just pray for others as they are in process with this.
So this week and as we go forward, I really pray for all of us that we would be generous with our forgiveness um, and that it would show the world radical acts of love because Jesus first ultimately um, was shown us love through dying on the cross, being reconciled to him. May this not make sense to the world that we show forgiveness to one another, but may it draw people in to know who Christ is. Um, Ryan's going to come up and lead us in a time of ministry with one another, and this is a great time to continue to process and even um, get prayer if you feel um, led to.